Welcome to Draw One Last Breath Horror Podcast. My name is Matt. And I'm Paul. Welcome to episode 88. On this week's episode, we will be reviewing VHS 94 from Shudder. And our movie from the vault is 1976's Carrie. Yeah, the first Stephen King book. That is. It's his first book, mate. So first look- Stephen King movie from his book. Yeah, I hope well. I didn't spoil, you know, one of your Matt's facts for later. No, the obvious ones I said, I left out, mate. But right, anyway, so. how the devil are you? Mate. Happy October. I'm loving October. I have, I'm not doing a, you know, a horror, what is it, you know, one of those horror movies every day. Yeah. I'm watching maybe six a day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching a lot of content right now. You're setting the new the new bar. Yeah, mate. What about you? What's been going on? Yeah, been a bit ropey, been a bit ill, had the lurgy like everyone's had. Not not the old vid, but um just a bit bit down. But I have um I've been watching a lot of stuff as well. So for a change. So, it's just busy, mate. October yeah, is busy. I, that's why I was like I have to I have to get involved. I've just gotta make time where I can to kind of fit things in. Well, mate, hit me. What have you been watching? Well, um, I had to. I had to do midnight mass. Had to be done. We need. To, we need to address the situation. We might. We might slip up on spoilers here while we're talking about it. So apologies if we have maybe skip on a bit. But man, I fucking loved it, Mister Flanagan. You've done it again. He has, hasn't he? It's just like everything, the dialogue, the storyline, the music, just apparently he's been, he's been, had this, been making this over the last 10 years. Um, but it's just so, it's just so clever. I mean, you know, it's a bit dialogue heavy in places. I've seen a lot of people slagging it off a bit, but it's, it's just so clever. He just fleshes out the characters, doesn't he? And it's just. Oh, for me, mate, you, you know me all day. Give me character development. Give me, give me that dialogue. I, I, I come from the, the Kevin Smith school of fucking video making. I absolutely fell in love with this. I thought it was absolutely beautiful. Beautiful shot. It's more than a horror TV. Yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. Totally. It's got grief. It's got despair got good versus evil or not essentially is you know is the world good is the world bad i mean it's set on this stunning location Mm. like 128 population island and at the core of it right this is major spoilers is i know i I mean you're gonna have to make your own impression from what i got from it um at the heart of it was a vampire story i think but maybe it's not as simple as that Maybe it's more than that. It seems like they tried to stay away from the whole vampire thing. It wasn't. It wasn't really like law or kind of a thing, was it? This was more of a. It was definitely heavily based around you know religion, uh, and the Bible, which was so clever the way they worked it in. It's just like the way that they were making it, kind of sound like the Bible was telling this story, and 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 you, even I started to believe things that they were saying things out verses out of the bible and it was just i don't know loads about the bible but the verses they were saying just made sense to what was happening and it's just like you can understand why these people were kind of almost believing in it yeah and i I really thought the story was going to center around um zach guilford's character riley flynn Mm. Um, and he he was really a central start at the beginning but he only opened up the sort of story to what it could be 
Mm. Um, but the the priest who who came back um, was just absolutely incredible. Um, Famous Linklater. Yeah, he was so charismatic. Yeah. Yeah, he's quality. I can't believe I've seen him in, in more stuff. It's like he's done a few bits, but like he, I thought he was just mesmerizing. The way his yeah. voice was just so like when he started talking, I was like, this is a bit weird. And then, but then as the story goes on, it's just like you hear, you, you feel yourself just kind of like really listening to him, don't you? Really yeah. drawn in. And there's a great supporting cast, you know, obviously get his wife, Kate Seagull's in it. And again, mm. she's just stunningly beautiful and just really, really, really good at, at this sort of thing. She's really good. They've got a really good working relationship. Um, it was, I don't know everything about it, even like the douchebags and stuff like in it. And like the, you know, the real religious nuts and, and stuff had their own sort of re- religion and grasp. I just loved where it went. I love the the, the the tale that it took us on, and the, and yeah, and the horror elements. Mm. You know, again, very Salem's Lot. Some of the sort of um, again, he loves Stephen King, <laughs> but it's got that sort of. It did add that little bit of um, edge to it, didn't it? A bit, but it was just, you know, it was that it was just crazy. I mean, that that whole the whole scene where. I mean, he's he's obviously like the one take master at the moment. It's just like, but the whole scene where um, the couple were talking about what is death, and it was just so beautifully written because their interpretations of death were completely different. But it was just so. It was just there was a point where I was just like, it was actually making me quite feel emotional. Yeah, I got it. It really struck you, and it was just like, wow, that was powerful. Um, but yeah, it just it's just he's so clever at kind of like balancing life, like real life stuff, with storytelling, and he just he, he amalgamates it so well. Do you know it, what I mean? It's, it is really interesting that this has dropped literally the same time as Squid Game, and Squid Game I know is like absolutely smashing it um, nationally, and it is an incredible story, um, and it's. Uh, uh, that's been being told with Squid Game, but this one's being missed a little bit. I feel. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, and I and I think people need to give this a, a real real push, especially leading up to Halloween. It's some um, strange how, isn't it? Where it um, doesn't seem to be getting as pushed as much as um, kind of Haunting of Hill House or Bly Manor got. I don't know whether it's just because I don't know it's seven episodes, but. If people just need to go and watch it if they can, it's, it's magnificent. Real labour of love, I feel, and you can mm. see it. You can see it like on on the DNA all through it. Really, go and watch this, guys. This is this is one one that I think mm. you'll be impressed by. Defo, what else have you been watching, then, mate? For me, hit me with your rhythm stick. Oh my god! So I'll go for. Uh, I've I continued my um, avenue into American Horror Stories. Cool. And I've watched Still the. Still haven't watched any yet. I really do want to watch them. Well, after the Rubber Woman, I gave it a gave it a white. I give it a couple of episodes just to like get a few more out there, so I could have a bit of a binge afterwards. Yeah, yeah. And I've now caught up with Free on the Bounce. So one was a tale of it was like a drive-through movie um, that had that sort of ring element to it. So you watch it, some things can happen, similar to I suppose what the movie that we're going to be talking about as our main review, VHS. Okay. Um, so it had that sort of vibe following, you know, a couple of teenagers 
and almost like I suppose the end of the world that this video is taking. But it goes in some really interesting way, um, interesting uh, routes and stuff like that. So a nice one, nice tale that one. There was a funny one with, uh, and it was a Christmas one with a killer Santa, um, mm. and played by Danny Trejo. Uh, oh really? I, and it is all frap about frat boys as well. You're still like talking about American Horror Story. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about Creepshow or something. Uh, I was like, uh, what? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. A wacky story, but it, it was it was had that. It, it was almost like a Creepshow episode. This one. Cool. It didn't have for me. It didn't have the, Her- the American Story DNA on it. It was completely different. Mm. But I suppose that's what they're trying with this. But it was still. But it's, it's, it was fun, man. It was good. Talking on uh, that point, just before you move on. Apparently, there's like a mental uh, Danny Trio like documentary all about his life. That's absolutely amazing. Have you seen it? No, but uh, I I do want to watch it. Yeah, apparently it's just brilliant of how how he became who he was. But yeah, I want to seek it out if I can. I've heard like um, snippets from interviews with Sam Hayek and stuff like that when he came onto the Desperado set, and he'd literally come from prison, like <laughs> from that to his. Do you know amazing. what I mean? And he had all these yeah. tattoos and he was like chatting up like Salma Hayek and stuff like that. <laughs> um, the last one was a demon summoning, demon summoning romp with a twist and with a really impressive, um, twist ending. Okay. Um, and it had the, one of the girls who were, was in cover and who's been in other ones as well. Yeah. Um, uh, not Emma Roberts, but the, uh, the other blondie. And, um, this one again, it was sort of like, not a slow burn, it was just a really interesting, deep, demonic, paranormal sort of follow, um, based on the fact that she wanted to get pregnant, and this Baal, sort of like, supposedly, and then it had a little twist, which was beautiful, and then, again, it it, it had that, and then another one. These two, there's, 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 a, there's a trend going with horror movies at the moment, where they sort of like, they have this overarching twist to it, and then they recapture it with like a final go edge and it's it's quite interesting but it's it, they do a lot of them are following this similar trope and they're, they're, it's working well for me at the moment i quite like it because it keeps you guessing so that, cool. that was quite have you got anything else because i've got loads so yeah i've got a few bits um i did watch i'm sure you watched this as well uh there's someone inside your house i did what did you think i thought it was fucking cool man we're all really sort of Wes Craven edge to it, like turn that slash. Yeah, I, I, I see. Like definitely scream. I saw a lot of people saying that, but it's kind of like I don't know. I'd say yeah, I'd say yeah. It has got that Wes Craven, obviously, yeah. But then it's also got the kind of like theme running through. Of, remember the film Cherry Falls? Yeah, <laughs> kind of like with the secrets, like kind of thing, but. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I was like, I was like a bit dubious, I was like, ah, oh, you know, is it just going to be a paint by numbers kind of thing? But it was really cool, and it's, apparently it's based on the book because I was going to slag its name off, but I can't really slag the name off when it's up from a book because I just think the name of the film is a little bit suggestive that it's just like, oh, there's someone in your house, you know. But um, I really like the way the kind of killer uh, uh, wears the masks of the person he's hunting. That was a nice cool. touch, yeah, definitely. And some of the kills were fantastic, like mm. you know, the way they did that. I don't understand why it was um, uh, rated 18. I was quite, I got quite excited. Mm. When, you know me, I get quite excited when I see an 18 rating. Still, mm. it's quite stabby, stabby blood. It is very stabby, and the, it's very bloody. So maybe that's yeah. it. it. Didn't hold back on the on the blood spray, shall we mm. say? 
Mm. Without any spoilers, obviously, I did kind of figure out what was going on halfway through, but never say the less. It was, I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was really, really well done. And um, the uh, Sydney, Sydney um, Park, the main girl in it, yeah. from, from um, Walking Dead and Moxie that we watched recently. Yeah. So, like, she was, I thought she was really, really good. Really cool. But, Incredible. Um, yeah, I thought it was, it was a good little watch. I definitely recommend watching it. It's a nice slasher for for coming up to Halloween. It's on Netflix. Yeah, so come absolutely. on, who hasn't got a Netflix subscription? Come on, this one's this one. Is, if you want to watch something new, um, as your as your whatever your movie that's new, then this is a worthy slasher to go and get your teeth into. Definitely, definitely fresh. Okay, well, I'll match that one with I what <laughs> we were struggling a little bit. At one point, thinking about what we were going to do for today, yeah, and so right. I I went down the rabbit hole and watched quite a few, and then I poo pooed them. Uh, Till death, I watched with Megan Fox. Um, yeah, yeah, I didn't even touch that after what you said. It's had a bit of love. I'm not going to lie. It's had no. a bit of love, but I feel uh, Megan Fox like held her own in it. Not bad, but it's more of a thriller. Than, I was going to uh, say I've heard it's horror. a lot more thriller than horror. It's got some good blood and some good gore and some good kills, and she. You know, strong female character and uh, um, some interesting roots and stuff. But I don't know, it was a bit, not enough substance to kind of for a full conversation for me. So mm-hmm. not one that I'd sort of rush to see. That one's on Netflix as well. Oh, is it? See, I've, I've not even seen that come up on my kind of front page, which makes yeah. me laugh because I thought, you know, it normally comes up. You're 98% will into this and stuff, and it's like, there's <laughs> nothing pop up on my page on that. Well, there's another one that I was on, net, that's on Netflix again. These, these mm. fucking great season. Um, but I suggest them out. No One Gets Out Alive. Have you seen yeah, that? Yeah, I, I saw that as well. Yeah, I, I watched it. it. I, I thought it was quite good. It's like, it's a different storyline. It's pretty out there and fucking wacky, but... The, the, the dude in it, I was trying to think, where have I seen him from? You know, the hench the, guy. The, not the hench guy, the, the, the guy that rents out the rooms. Ah, uh, okay. Um, the actor's called Mark Manchaka. Or, uh, like, and, and I was like, trying to wrap my brains where it's from. And then I, then I had to look it up because it was bugging me so much, but he's been, been in Ozarks. Ah, uh, okay. Homeland. Homeland. And Homeland. Okay, fair yeah. play. So I was like, I just rack him up. He looks like someone else as well that's always in stuff where that plays kind of villain guys. But yeah, I, I, thought, I thought it was a good little story. It, it wasn't like the best thing ever. Again, it didn't have enough substance for me, but mm. the ending was... It was, was a bit of a slow burner, wasn't it? Yeah, it was fantastic. Like, you yeah. know, um, no spoilers here, but it's got a fucking great monster in this in this movie. I think, yes, if they brought that kind of element out a little bit earlier, kind of like, it would have been a bit, I think I would have enjoyed it more. But yeah, you're right, it was cool. It was cool. A bit teeth. (laughs) It's a little bit CGI-y as well. Very Buffy. I thought very early Buffy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, give you that. Definitely still worth a watch. Definitely worth a watch. Yeah, a fun one, that. Mm. Um, I'm moving on to Shudder. I caught a movie that I thought was had real potential, but yeah. Again, it's a paint. Uh, this may be more of a paint by numbers slasher. It's called Seance. It's oh, uh, oh don't poo poo it. I was going to watch this. It's, it's all right. It's an all girl 
um, private school sort of teen slasher with sort of a, a Ouija board element to it. And it's got some creepy elements, some ghost elements. And, yeah. and not, again, but again, it's like an, a ready or not or a your next sort of. Well, I might like that. Well, do you know why you're thinking that? Because it's written by the same guy, isn't it? Simon oh, Barrett. Really? It's your next. Yeah. Ah. And okay. it's VHS. So you can see, so I can see the influences there. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. not bad, but it's, it, again, it's like not enough. Okay. For me. So although some of the, the kills in, in, towards the end are quite interesting. Interesting. But again, it's that go through the motion storytelling and then yeah. the end crescendo. So it's that sort of thing. Maybe I will still check it out. I don't know. But I was, I was eyeing it up. So yeah. I'll definitely, uh, pro- I probably will go and watch it. What about you? You watched anything else? The only last thing that I've managed to finish finally was uh, Jacob's Wife, the one with Barbara Crampton in it. I said, I'm okay. Tell, t- talk to me. Talk to um, me. It's, 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 it's fairly low budget, um, but it centers around a woman that's married to kind of a priest, and they, it's essentially about kind of they've lost their connection of love. She wants different things to him. And then she gets embroiled in this kind of like, kind of changed, like, it's, it's a vampire story. But it has, it has like a human element to it. It's not deadly serious. So it has some really black comedy bits in it, which are quite funny. Um, the gore's really good as well. There's quite a lot of blood and stuff. Um, and uh, Bonnie Aarons is in it as well. You know, Bonnie Aarons played the nun from oh, the Conjuring series. Lovely. Yeah, very interesting. So, yeah, she plays an interesting character. But it was directed by uh, Travis Stevens. Obviously, we've, we've had him on the show. Go check out our previous episode. Um, but, yeah, I, I quite enjoyed it. Um, it's an interesting take. And it has some really funny bits, actually, in it. And uh, some kind of, like, real, like, oh, my God, kind of bits. Definitely worth a watch, 100%. And that's on um, Shudder. Shudder. Yeah. Try and check it out. Cause it's only about... One hour thirty. We're absolutely smashing it at the moment. I'm sorry, mm. but we're we're going to that in a minute with our main review. But like, whew, they are smashing it. Um, okay, so have you? You must have seen this on uh, Disney Plus. A bit of uh, terrifying tales, Star I, Wars Lego. I was going to put it on the other day, and um, my son told me he didn't want to watch it, so I was a bit gutted. So I didn't watch it. Um, I've had loads of people texting me going, "Oh, you go watch it. You go watch it." And I will watch it, but whenever I get the time. Tell him, tell him that he can't go out for trick-or-treating unless he watches this. He probably would. Like 58 minutes, or maybe not even that. He's too busy watching Nightmare Before Christmas for the 20th time. Mate, it's just a Star Wars anthology series with a few creepy elements in it. It's just a yeah. bit of fun. One for the kids, mate, definitely. Nice little gateway horror elements and stuff. It's a bit mm. fun. Defo. Gotta watch that. Right. I want to go into something fucking huge we talked we talked so much about right so midnight mouse amazing squid game is getting absolutely so much kudos all around the world uh, it's absolutely smashing it's number one i think uh watched or downloaded or viewed whatever you call it netflix uh series ever which is incredible and it's from south korea and south korea smashing it awesome what needs some love so we were a bit disappointed with 
the follow-up to Love, Death and Monsters, right? Mm-hmm. And I think we've talked about this in the past and forgot about it. Do you remember Neil Blunkoff's uh, shorts that we were discussing a while ago called by From Oats Studio? Yes. You know it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix because they were on YouTube. Well, however, it just dropped or I'd noticed it, but it's on Netflix. Oh, okay. And I spent a couple of hours watching them all. Mm. Oh, my God. Fucking, I mean, this is what you want to watch. Yeah. It's asked. spent a lot of time doing them. Like, you literally went, I can't be asked for movies, and you're like, I'm going to do it myself, which was cool. They are basically apocalyptic shorts by Neil Blunkoff's, like, studio. All They're right? very Black Mirror-ish, aren't they? Oh, I wouldn't even... <laughs> no, they are on a different level. Oh, I watched a couple, are... and some of them reminded me of Black Mirror. I, I could, you could, you could easily compare, but I'm, I, I gotta say they're quite, I'd compare them more to some, to like, a real life Love, Death and Monsters, in sort of some of them. Like one, Death Robots. Love, Death and Robots, yeah. that's what I'd say. Yeah, good point. Um, no, I really, I, yeah, I know what you mean though, because there's another film called Love and Monsters, isn't there? Yeah, that's true. That was uh, also good. Yeah, one was a bit Skyline with Scorny Weaver. Actually, no, I love, I love, I love Skyline. It's my great yeah. pleasure. <laughs> so if you like that, go and watch that one. That first one, I think it's called Racker or something like that. He's very There's dystopian, a... kind of. He's well into his like futuristicy stuff, isn't he? But he's so good at he's so good in terms of the visuals and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, this is like CGI. Well, this is like visual effects done right. Mm. Um, and it's his studio one, as well, isn't it? Yeah. One was around Vietnam, set in Vietnam. It was called Fireplace or Firestorm or something like that. Something very Hollow Man going on in this. I couldn't really describe it to you. Very, very Predator-esque. I don't know what was actually happening. Um, but it was a lot of, like, tales of something in the wood, in the forests of uh, in Vietnam going on. It was a really cool sort of semi-war, semi um, almost Watchmen sort of style thing going on. I don't know. There yeah. were some fun. There were some funny ones. With like God, was like a weird, a weird take that was almost like um, mirrored the episode in Love, Death, and Robots. Got that right last time. The yeah. one, with the fr- one in the fridge. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's almost reminiscent of that. Um, but with God, there's loads of like weird, weird shorts where they've done like, almost like weird adverts. Yeah. Um, and there's one where they're like selling loads of like, I don't know what you call it. Um, cooking with bit, it's cooking with bill and it just cycles over and you're, and you're like watching it going insane going, why are they still playing these things? And it's like, what is actually happening? They're just like selling like a QVC channel and they're selling like, food processors and microwaves but in uh, weird food products and then they come out and he's got to eat them but they're not something's not right then it goes all fuzzy and it flips back again it's so fucking weird and bonkers um but yeah all of these and there's a weird hand monster one in <laughs> a in, in setting i think in the antarctic that has the dakota fanning in oh cool which is fucking weird and wacky but they're fucking That's great i, I want to see more well, well we've got we've got his movie coming up haven't we demonic Soon, I want to see that. <laughs> yeah. So, watch this space. But mate, I think I think that's it. I think I'm out. I think that's I, what I've, I think that's a good place to stop because we haven't even got to the, the news yet. 
That's a good point. Should we? <laughs> I, told you, mate. I told you guys, we ain't got time for the some of the screen back today. There's just so much going on, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's the same thing for ne- the next couple of episodes because there are so much coming down the pipe, which we'll talk about. You now, right, dude? Let's get some news. You can start, man. Cool. Well, on the Mike Flanagan train, um, they've just released uh, that he's already doing his next new thing, which is apparently um, it's based on an Edgar, Edgar Allan Poe, um, The Fall of the House of Usher. So I've not, I don't really know much about Edgar Allan Poe. Don't know about you. No. Is he an artist or something? I don't know. I think he's a poet, isn't he? Um, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> yes, he is. Sorry. Um, the- he did that really dark poem, um, The Raven, didn't he? Oh, okay. Like, okay. I'm, I'm not, like if I said, got that not... wrong, I apologise, but I think, <laughs> I think he did The Raven. I'm just going to read something uh, that I read online. Uh, basically, um, it's going to be The Fall of the House of Usher is an eight-episode limited series based on, a numerous, uh, based on numerous Poe works. Flanagan and uh, Michael uh, Fugamari, uh, will each direct, direct an episode. The series titles suggest the poem. So there you go, the poem. The Fall of the House of Usher will anchor the story, which makes sense because it's fully of the tappings of a good Flanagan series with a very spooky house, the tenants of whom the house su- supernatural energy has a devastating effect and a whole lot of baggage with it. So excellent stuff. I don't think it's going to be out for a while, but it's already started. Do you remember Treehouse of Horrors? Bart Simpson does. Um, yeah, of course I do. He does Forevermore. It's for Nevermore. Yeah. You know that. I, I'd love to read that. I think it's an incredible poem. It is oh, an incredible okay. poem. And I think that's one of the most standout Simpsons moments I think they've ever done. So, right. Okay. There you go. Cool. So I did know who he was. I am educated. There you go. So might... Wow. You know, maybe. Wow. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> that sounds interesting. Slumber Party Massacre. The teaser trailer has been released. It'll be released in October on Sci-Fi. It is obviously a remake of the uh, 1980s uh, Slumber Pie, which we reviewed on this podcast. And we loved. Uh, fucking loved. Um, I was impressed with the trailer. I, mm. think, I think it looks really good. I hope so. He's doing double denim. That's all I give a shit about. And he's got the drill. He's got the drill. But... I just, well, and it's directed by the same person that did Banana Splits movie. So it might, it might, it might be alright. I hope it's like a proper gory. I hope they just don't, like, you know, what they did with Black Christmas. Oh my God. I don't even want to think about that. I'm trying to blow no, my memory. I just I hope they don't woke it up. I, um, I think they've done it properly. They've looked, they look so. like they've, it looked, by the trailer, it looks like it's got the pervs in it, and it looks like it's got a double denim thriller killer. I'm, I'm happy with that. But will it, have, will it have all the naked chicks? <laughs> they weren't nude. They weren't nude though. They were just in the. Nah. Mm, were they? I don't think I so. They were the heroines at the end of the day. Well, she, you got anything? Um, yeah. Um, we have you seen the Paranormal Activity trailer, the new one? I haven't seen the trailer. Yeah. I knew the title. That's all I had in my news. All I had was the title. No. <laughs> Yeah, um, there's, there's an actual trailer. Um, it's quite a long one. Um, it it looks like it's like um, a, some people shooting a documentary about girls trying to trace their family back. And it looks like they're kind of in, a, in some kind of Amish place. Um, yeah. And it looks 
you know, it looks pretty crazy, man. I don't know if it's going to be as good as the others, but we shall see. But from the trailer, it looks okay. It, look, it looks okay. And what's the title of this one? Um, Paranormal Activity Next of Kin. Ooh. And, and this is the eighth movie <laughs> in the franchise, so it's catching up with Fast and Furious, mate. I'm telling you. Keep on that milk train, then. Milk it. Milk it for all it's worth, I would. I would go for it, mate. I'd go for that record and get get over the get over it and just, like, beat Fast and Furious. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the David Arquette trailer for the Airbnb Scream House? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that online. I saw it online. It's crazy, isn't it? It Should looks so fucking cool. It? Should we go? I mean, yeah, Scream is in theatres in January 2022, so that'll be something to look forward to next year. But at the moment... If you want, get a couple of get a good couple of friends. You can go and uh, hire the air, the house on Airbnb. And mm-hmm. I don't think it's I don't think it's your usual stay though. I think you've got to expect some some shenanigans. Doesn't he host it though? I don't know if he's hosting it, I'm but sure, I think... I'm sure he shows up or something and like does a little talk or something, or maybe does it via like Zoom or something. That'd be fucking mint, man. Yeah, <laughs> so fucking cool. Um, I got a little cool little poster that I think we should post up on um, our our Instagram. Mm-hmm. I'll put it you. Um, it's all the uh, American horror stories done in like v- like a VHS side covers. Oh, cool! I think you'll quite like it. I'll yeah, send that you. over, man. I'd love to, love I'll, to see I'll that. Look that over to you now. That'd be awesome. Um, so you can have a little look. Um, put that on social media. It's 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 pretty cool, man. Because obviously you've got Murder House, Asylum, Coven, Freak Show. Um, what's that one called? Not not very good oh. for the uh, podcast, but yeah, Hotel. Oh wow, that is cool, man. Roanoke, Roanoke, what is Roanoke. Called? Oh. Yeah, Roanoke. Uh, Apocalypse, nineteen eighty four, and then the double feature. Oh, the Freak Show one looks wow well cool. I like the nineteen eighty four one, man. Looks cool because it's got a woman with her legs. What? Um. <laughs> Last bit of news I've got, mate, is there was there was talks from uh, Ted Sarados from which is the I didn't know this, but he's the chief content officer from Netflix has kind of indicated there's going to be a Stranger Things spin-off soon. Ooh, so Stranger Things four is coming out next year, apparently. <laughs> so yeah, so that's interesting. That I, I mean, it was inevitable it was going to happen, um, but it, it's I wonder what route they'll go down. Who would you spin off? Would it be early days of someone, or would it be? You well, know, we, haven't, we haven't talked about the trailer. There, there's an interesting mm. trailer that's just mm. popped, um, and it looks like it's pointing to a house that they've got to go to. So yeah. I wonder if, like, this sort of things happened before, and they they are they 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 are setting up going back going back in time and doing another another maybe. Group of people maybe. Um, who else could you spin off? Who would be really cool? Just mm. do a Dustin and and Steve. Yeah, on the road. Dustin and Steve. <laughs> yeah, I like love road that. movie. Do you know what like, I mean? Like, after, like, let's assume that it's all done and dusted in 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 the fourth one, right? And then those two just go off and they become like the new supernatural brothers. <laughs> <laughs> or Dustin's family goes away. And and uh, Steve's got to try and get him to his family across, but they've got to do it in one car, and it's like a seven-piece kind of TV show. 
road each movie. episode. Yeah, it's a road movie, and they've got to stop off and stuff and solve little mysteries on the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that. I watched that all day. <laughs> right. Um, I'm surprised you didn't bring this one to the table. One division. So, talking about spin-offs. Yes. What about the one division spin-off? That's yeah, been? yeah. Um, old. Um, what's the face? It was Agatha all along. Yeah. That, I. You know what? I. If I'm honest. I saw that coming a mile off because she was fucking unbelievable in that show. She smashed so, it. It had to be done, wasn't it? And especially, I like the fact that they, you know, spoilers, um, again, you might want to fast forward, but, you know, they left her open at the end, didn't they? So, you know, they didn't, you know, they said, ah, oh, you know, we'll need her for the future. So, you know, but I, I would imagine it'd probably be early Agatha, maybe. That could be anything. Yeah. Well, she's could been be around for a while. She's been around for a while. So hmm. we're looking at, oh, mate, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I, I'm I'm all for that. Absolutely. Uh, In Search Darkness Free is now looking for backers. Um, so go and do that if you like. Um, Scream is her having its 25th anniversary mm-hmm. this year. Um, it is back in cinemas. Yes, it is. I mean, I remember watching it the first time round. I did as well. And we've talked about it. I had to sit in the fucking front row. <laughs> no, but I loved it. It was awesome. But we, you can go back and listen to our episode on Scream, which we did recently. Mm. That'd be a good one to bring out on the 25th anniversary. A couple of little treats that are coming out on Amazon uh, that are out now to watch. Bing- okay. One called Bingo Hell, which I haven't watched yet, which I will oh, be. Oh, I've seen the poster for this. This, this looks awesome. Looks fun, doesn't it? Yeah, 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 it looks interesting. Synopsis that I've got on here is a feisty senior citizen fights to protect her beloved neighbourhood from an evil force that's taken over a local bingo, bingo hall and is killing the residents in gruesome ways. I'm all for that. Sounds cracking. That's cool, doesn't it? Um, and another one that's on Netflix, um, which again sounds awesome, um, Black as Night, a resourceful teenage girl driven by revenge alongside her trusted friends, spends her summer battling vampires, terrorising a city of New Orleans. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've got some interesting vampire shit going down. There's a lot of vampire shit going down. Night, right. Teeth, Night Teeth on Netflix is out in the next couple of weeks as well. Salem's Lot coming right in our face soon. No. So, we've talked about this in the past. David Bruckner's Hellraiser officially is being officially detailed by Hulu. And Jamie Clayton um, is playing Pinhead. And Correct. Clive Barker is producing. So Jamie Jamie Clint, uh, Clayton, who was in Sense Eight, um, this is uh, this has been described as being uh, a loyal yet evolved reimagining of Clive Barker's 1987 horror classic, and it's got the added bonus of having Clive Barker on as producer. So mm. I'm, happy. I'm happy with this one. I'm looking forward to this one. Only this time one. will tell. I mean, there's been a lot more Hellraisers than we think. There's been like ten. Yeah. I've watched four. <laughs> it's a <laughs> lot. There's a lot of Hellraiser to explore. That's quite. And that might be a good rabbit hole to get to, get down to. However, if you want to get into rabbit holes, now on Netflix, <laughs> God. they just smashed uh, in one day. I think it was last week. Halloween one, the original. Two, season of the witch number three, four, five, 
I think six as well is on there. I think okay. they, they've literally smashed like six Halloweens on there. Go. It's the Halloween season. Watch. Watch Why not? Halloween. Why not? And the last bit of news I have before we crack on and talk about VHS. Oh my god. This is we're nearly like <laughs> forty minutes. And we haven't even got to the main review yet. Amazing. I told you it's a big one. Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. Two hours two or three hours ago before the podcast at New York Comic Con, which is going on right now, has dropped a trailer. Have you seen it? And I watched it. Have you? Well, I'll be, I, I was going to just scroll straight past it. I was like, oh, another film. But then I watched the trailer, and I was like, fucking hell. It looks actually quite good. Yes, please. It's a, Why not? It's got I mean, the all non-blondes music played in the background, which is awesome, I thought. And they, they've got... And all... that good, you know who that lead is, don't you? Yeah. It's the one from Skins. Kaya, um, I can never say her surname, Scuderio. Uh, he's playing, Claire, yeah. Yeah, he's playing Claire Redfield. Yeah. Um, I, was like, I was pleasantly surprised by it. Robbie Amell. I'm, um, I'm there for this. From, and it's going to be in theatres, isn't it? Proper yeah, serious. In December. Um, Robbie Amell from uh, that weird dimension movie. What was it called? The one you told me to get. He dies and he goes into, gets uploaded. It's upload. Upload, it's called. Oh, okay, yeah. That is, is the, he was leading upload. I love upload. There yeah. is, there hasn't dropped yet either. He's good. Neil McDonough, who was in, he's been in loads. He's a fucking great bad guy. But anyway, night, it's set in 1998, so it's a prequel. Mm-hmm. It, they're jumping on the 90s. Oh, yeah, it's bigger at the moment, isn't it? So expect. Like you said, when you say four non blondes, it was four non blondes, yeah. Four non blondes. Expect a great soundtrack on this one. Uh, <laughs> possibly, yeah. Yes. So that's one to look forward to in December. Yes, we want horror movies in December. So thank you very much. Yeah, I, was, I couldn't believe it when I saw that. They're very interesting. Other than that, there's a couple of others. The Green Knight is on Netflix at the moment. Go watch it. Tell us what you think. Uh, <laughs> Dev, no, Patel. I'm not really sure on that one. I watched it. It didn't get me. I didn't get it. So someone explained it to me. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> that is the news. The news is done. Finally. Fucking hell. Right. Matt, yes. take us away and lead us into our main review. Do I just press the button? Press the red button. Just press it. I assume they're paying extra for this. Yes. This is a remarkable story. Hello? Hello? Holly? 
the veggie masher turns your vegetables into a tasty, mm, mouth-watering paste. VHS 94 has dropped on Shudder. So obviously, us being big fans of the previous movies, we had to review this. So, little synopsis. The police SWAT team investigates about a mysterious VHS tape and discovers a sinister cult that has pre-recorded material which uncovers a nightmarish conspiracy. We will be discussing this film full plot details breaking down each episode and spoiling the fuck out of it. So if you don't want to listen to this, go and watch it on Shudder, come back and listen to our full review. Mr. Butcher, talk to me. Oh my God, I have been looking forward to this. I absolutely fell in love with the original VHS and the second one and VHS Viral. I think all the, I think this is a great representation of the horror anthology series they do this very very well um the wraparound is fantastic they they keep them very raw and you know don't expect fucking 4dx or 4k restoration or anything like that this is like watching um the the, the, the thing is in the not title (laughs) yeah this is a scratched vhs okay this is what you're watching you're watching something very raw and it's lovely to see it's done on purpose and it's awesome. And the stories in this one are fucking ace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Shall we kick this off? Let's do it. <laughs> First, I have to say, hail Ratmar. <laughs> 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 I think it's very important to uh, to say. <coughs> Is this hey. the same Ratman as uh, the DVD I bought you? The Critter from the Chitter. But it's not. It's hail Ratmar. Yeah. I had to get that right. I had to, I had to, if you watch the end credits as well of this whole thing, mm. right at the end credits, it's they say like you know that little warning if you um, do uh, like record it or whatever, you know the, the cops will get you. In okay. this one, in this one, they write if you record it or take anything out of context, we will send Ratmar after you, and then it says hail Ratmar. <laughs> right, so oh. it's got a nice quirky little edge because they had a nice little the end the end credits great fucking hell that music by MDC the fucking old punk band oh my god that you was skipped great. right to the end of the fucking VHS ninety four review <laughs> I, I just had to mention I didn't think we were going it was going to get a mention so I just had okay. to do that but okay let's start with the first you're shooting your load before we even start oh, you are uh, I'm so excited to talk about this one I, I fucking I, I don't know if you told, tell, can tell but I really like this <laughs> <laughs> so uh, obviously we, like some of the writers we know um, Simon Barrett obviously did the guest you're next and did the previous VHS uh, you've got Stephen Katansky that did Void and obviously one of your favourites Psycho Gorman um, and then we've got Obviously, Jennifer Reader, that does the wraparound, who did Knives and Skin that we saw at Fright Fest. Wow. Smashed it out of the park. Let's get into the first one anyway. So the first little VHS that we watch was named Storm Drain. Yeah. Great name. Not what I came up with, but great name. <laughs> I mean, I literally wrote Ratman. So, so 
That's what I did in my notes, because I, I did obviously looked up the name, proper names afterwards, but I just put Ratman. That's all I heard. Put it from the shitter. <laughs> I will watch it. Um, described as a man-animal hybrid. <laughs> I mean, this one is, uh, so I suppose, encompassed around something's going on in a city um, where they are talking about this thing called Ratma, which sounds like Ratman, but it's not, it's Ratma. And the story sets in a sewer where a news crew, it's not a news crew, it's a um, presenter and cameraman go down in the yeah, sewer. They're on, the, they're on the scene. They're, you know, interviewing people, weird people with guns. And, yeah. and then they go into the storm drain and they go further and further in, obviously, because they're stupid. Yeah. And uh, they start... further in. Yeah. Um, it's got a nice... Um, Drop camera bit, which is a not great nod to Blair Witch. I love that. That was very cool, the way they positioned the camera on that. Um, there's a real sense of dread and obviously darkness. And again, with the handheld camera, very, very clever the way they do this. And then you get Ratma. What did you think of the Ratma in this? Yeah, it was, it was um, interesting. It was fucking weird. It was just like this big fucking creature, wasn't it, that lives in the sewers. Don't know where it's from. Didn't need explaining. Uh, but it's pretty well done. Pretty gross. Like spewing all this black shit from its mouth. Which is melting, right? Melty face? Yeah, well, they they kind of chucked it in the guy's face, didn't they? And it melted his face off. Yeah. And then they, they kind of got the reporter and dragged her up towards it. And I suppose it, I don't know, did something to her. She got him. She... Yes, well, this is this is where it becomes quite satirical, and I love this element of it. You know, it's got that fuzzy camera. You have got this cult thing. These people sort of are they sacrificing her to Ratmar, and it's like fuck this. We're getting the word out. That's what this cult want. And they, she's the perfect fucking patsy. She's been rescued. She's on the news. She's on the fucking Monday that morning. Last bit was hilarious. Oh yeah, I leave that you guys to watch. It's just fucking great. What a fucking way to tie this story up. Loved it. Mm. This one was like, I'm in. Take all my money. <laughs> Who directed this one? Whose story is this? Uh, Storm that... Drain. I don't know, actually. I didn't look that up. Sorry. That's no, fine. It's fine. Whoever, I, but, you know, round of applause for this for this first one. Right. Mm. Talk, Matt, talk us through the next one, which I labelled The Wake. But has it got a proper name? It has. Um, but I labelled it The Wake as well. So it's, just the wake um but it's called the empty wake almost uh, here we this is this is a weird one so here we have a uh obviously a, a funeral directors company that have organized a wake at the in the night time for some guy that's obviously been in some crazy accident because they're like oh we had to put him together again and stuff like that and then they then then they're kind of like Obviously, there's a girl there that's that's fairly new as far as as far as I got. Um, but obviously, they had to explain why the cameras were there because they were like, you know, it's a bit weird to have cameras that are awake. Um, but they were like, oh, we put them up. Some people like to, you know, have cameras and 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 you know record for purposes of the 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 kind of wake and stuff like that. And which was a bit weird, but hey, 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 it was still work. You know. Anyway, so they leave her to go. And she's got to basically be there to make sure people can come 
and, and to this wake, but it's really weird. No one is coming to this wake. And every now and then you hear the old knock of the, uh, the, um, uh, what's it, casket. For, you can hear noises and she's phoning them going, oh, I've heard noises and stuff like that. But it all takes a bit of a turn when, uh, storms start settling in and, um, going crazy. But it, it was really weird the way the camera is set. It reminded me of some paranormal activity stuff where it's kind of the panning, the camera's panning, the lights are flashing and she kind of like is leave, leaves the actual place because she has to go and sort out the lights. And then the lights come back on. You think, oh, phew, it's back. the lights are back on, but the, the casket's moved a little bit. And then the, the weirdest thing is like somebody actually turns up, just this guy, just this foreign guy turns up walks up to the casket and says something in foreign, which I'd love to know what what the hell he's saying, because it sounds fucking freaky. And then shit starts to happen where it's just, yeah, let's say the casket falls over, and basically the guy is just falling apart. So half of his face is on the floor, and he's just stumbling around making all these noises, uh, but obviously can't really see, and she's just hiding from him, and it's fucking creepy, because his fucking jaws all fucking broken open. Yeah, what do you think? Very good use of special effects. Very, almost yeah, like... This original. one was looks full practical, I reckon. Yeah, I mean, I like the zombie one in VHS 2, I think it was, where the where it was set, and she got he got bit on the bike, and he had a head mm-hmm. cam on, and then it was it was great. Uh, this one sort of reminded me a little bit of that, a little bit of Return of the Dead because it was set in a morgue. Um, so it had not Return of the Living Dead, sorry. And, you know, it had that sort of morgue vibe, but set in one room. Mm. Um, yeah, but something was obviously kicking off, right? It wasn't because there were sirens going off. Yeah, it was, I think it was because it was storm warnings, wasn't it? Ah, Cause like, I was gonna, I didn't understand it. Yeah, because yeah, then the, all the windows blow out, don't they? And, and like. It's almost, I think it's like a, a hurricane or something like something like that. Right. Because it, and that's where it kind of goes mental, doesn't it? It's just like the whole place like collapses almost. I think the one thing that I really liked about this one, um, and this was probably, you know, out of all of them, this is probably my least favourite, and I, I still oh, really? think I still think this was fucking incredible. That's the thing. Mm. Uh, when I say least favourite, this was awesome, but. That just shows the standard of the other ones. Mm. I really, really liked the way, and it made me laugh and it made me chuckle, is that he, he's got half a head, he can't hear, he can't see her, and she sort of could easily get away yeah. <laughs> until the fucking camera focuses on, on the other part of his head with an eye, and, he, <laughs> and the eye sees her, and then that's it. She's fucking doomed, I guess, and... And that was great. I, was, I thought that was a fucking lovely touch. It reminded me a little bit of Tarman. I thought it was fucking great. <laughs> it did, actually, yeah. You're yeah. right. No, so I that, like that. Yeah. that was a lovely little story. The next one. What did you put down for that? Let's see what we put. Let's see if you put the same as me. What did I you put, put? I put just enhancements. I put the surgeon. Okay. okay. That's not bad. What was it actually called? The subject. Okay, yeah, yeah, very apt. I mean, this is fucked up. This is probably one of the most fucked up ones of, that, of the whole bunch. Uh, it's out of this bunch, yeah. Are we, saying, are we saying Japanese? Are we saying... Uh, Korean? I think it's Korean. Right, okay, Korean. I'm really, I am really, really apologise for my lack of uh, knowledge on the uh, 
different Asian languages, but Jesus Christ, this was done well. Mm. This was very Black Mirror um, in terms of the amalgamation between um, human and one almost upgrade, you know, in that sense, where it's like that, that yeah. amalgamation between um, human and machine. It's full of body horror, isn't it, this one? It's fucking awesome. Very Cronenberg. It's just fucking nuts. Like I put, I put on mine, Hardcore Henry slash Robocop gone wrong. <laughs> That's a great <laughs> shout. <laughs> I thought this was so cleverly done. And for, like, such a short thing. The yeah. amount of money that looked to be spent on it. It looked uh, really good, didn't it? The special effects were incredible. And it looked like all the, you know, when the the explosions were going off, it looked so real. And they obviously had, they must have had the guys on wires and stuff and was pulling them and stuff like that. So when these, it was so well done. It was just like all the, the amount of guns and shots and like effects and stuff in it. It was, it was no, fucking batshit. Including the gore, the fucking kills. It was just staggering. Like you could just describe this as like, okay, uh, so a surgeon kidnapped a couple of people off the street. He's convert. He's uh, testing them out with ch- chucking machinery on. The the one we're interested in, they're looking for his girl. He's put a camera on her head. Now, if I if I just say it as simple as that, I don't know. It, I'm I'm just about to blow your mind here. Go on. So we both got it wrong. It's Indonesian. Okay. However, however. The person that directed it, uh, Timo Tajanto, was the same person that did "May the Devil Take You." I was about to say that. The only I was about to crazy, the, right? Thinking, the only Indonesian movie that we've watched it's is really, "May the Devil Take You," yeah. and it's done. It they, did a, awesome. they did a sequel to that, didn't they, last year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah, and that was fucking. That's probably why we liked it so much, don't I think it so. so it, was, it was so out there. The, this was my favourite one, I think. I think it was mine. I loved the yeah. use of the monsters. It was very, there was some very video gamey bits in it, maybe like um, Silent Hill sort of moments. I don't know. I, I loved the bit where she discovers the, the gun. Um, so she obviously sees the plans and then she sees the actual finished product, which was quite clever. I like the way she obviously discovered it, just puts it on her arm and just like fucking literally it's like a, it was like a grenade launcher. So it launched the grenade and just like blew up that guy. And there's just fucking bodies all around. It's like, like literally half of the body on the floor. It's fucking crazy. They did so well with that. And so like, much blood. Also, just telling her story was very clear what kind of person she used to be. And when you see what she actually is now, oh, my God. You're like, how has she even got anything left? He's such a clever surgeon, but in a really dark way. Um, she's really got like a soul even though she just wants to live and like the battery life as well that was going down when she was getting like hit with guns and stuff that was so didn't you think the voice was creepy as well though when she talks it's like robotic but human yeah but when she like put that (laughs) person when she put that search uh subject to death you know she sort of had like that solace and stuff and that remorse it was beautiful there's some good moments but most of it was just hardcore henry batshit fucking crazy yeah it was love this one very, very clever. Very clever. Yeah. They, the details in this are staggering. Um, this one, out of all of them, um, was definitely... I'm glad... I'm, I've 
glad it was yours as well. And I love the fact that it's the director. Because I, I really should really do a bit more research, but I just don't care that much. I was just enjoying it. And oh, I yeah, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't have looked that up before I watched it. I'd, I'd much rather go in blind and find that out afterwards. Yeah, no expectations. It might just change your feelings on some things. You might think, oh, I have to like it because, or, you know, things like that. I don't know. But yeah, I thought it was fantastic. All right, dude. Talk us through this next one. What did you... This is probably... What did, what did you like, What did you label it first? Um, I put rednecks. <laughs> no fucking way! That's yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I put rednecks. All right, what's but, it actually called? It's called Terror, isn't it? Terror, yeah. yeah. Um... I don't know. I think this is probably my least favorite. Like the, I didn't. I don't know if they should have put this at the end. And I feel like that is there more in other VHS movies, like more, because it just seems like there might that that this and there was only what one, two, three, four, so four and the wraparound. I'm swearing previous ones has been more than four, but anyway, yeah, this one terror. I, I'm not. I wasn't too sure on this even from the start because. The the quality on this was even poorer than like I know it's supposed to be, but it was like proper, proper old school VHS. So it centers around some kind of rednecks somewhere, like some like racist kind of um, organization. That that's what you that's what you're under the impression. Right? Yeah, that, that, that they basically want they want to bomb somewhere because they're like yeah. I couldn't figure out where. Yeah, it's some kind of like it's obviously some kind of like um I don't know whether it's parliament or like whatever, I don't know, like it's obviously some kind of like a government building. Um that you can't really work out cuz I was really trying to work it out. I, I don't know whether it's probably my least favorite cuz I was so confused at the start. I just couldn't get my head around why they kept going out to, to this outhouse and the alarm was going off and then they were just shooting this person and then literally there's a tiny bit more storyline and then they go back in and shoot the same person in a slightly different way and they just kept killing him yeah it took me a couple of ways until the until the bunny scene um yeah. to realize what was actually going on and then i was yeah. like okay actually this is not a bad idea as a concept yeah. there are a bunch of fucking clowns and a bunch of morons oh yeah right? it's it's, it's it almost in places reminded me a bit of um, uh, Four Lines. Is it Four Lines? Yeah. Okay, I'll give you that. See what I mean? But like a like a little flip reverse. Like they're kind of bumbling idiots that don't really know what they're doing, and the people they got on board are just people yeah. that are just not equipped to do this sort of shit. They've got an agenda. Yeah. They've got an ideal, and they've got an idea to use what we discover is uh, vampire blood um, as a, a bomb, as a weapon. So if you inject it into something and the sun comes up, it explodes. And it explodes. Not like we've seen in, like, True Blood or anything like this. This fucking is a explosive weapon. And it's fa- that, that idea is quite interesting. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. they're a bunch of fucking idiots. And yeah. things don't go to plan. <laughs> um, in one stage... Fucking one guy gets on the big uh, 50, the 50 cow on the back of the van and just like was trying trying to handle it. (laughs) Handle it. It's too much. There's too much, um, uh, you know, kick. And he ends up taking half of his crew out. (laughs) He's a fucking idiot. 
that's hilarious because the main guy, doesn't he? he just he literally just takes him out, like shoots yeah. him in the back of the head, and um, and that's when all hell breaks loose because they just have to con- they need to get in there to contain this vampire, and it just goes fucking crazy. I mean, it for me it got better, and when I understood kind of what was going on, the ending was pretty crazy. Um, yeah, and the vampire was actually pretty cool looking. It wasn't like your usual vampire and stuff like that. It was actually um, a very, very different kind of look. And I kind of like that. They've gone for a different look in this one. Mm-hmm. They used the whole mythos, but also put their own sort of spin on what a vampire could actually look like. Or, they, yeah, and it is very interesting. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I read it. And considering there's so much vampire stuff at the moment, we talked about this before. Oh. I mean, we've got Lost Boys coming out soon. There's just a lot of fucking vampires and stuff. Mm, they're coming back. What What did you think about um, the wraparound story? So, obviously, because we haven't really talked about the SWAT team that obviously have, have come to this building to that have had a lead that something's going on. They've seen this girl in the video uh, and they found this place. And it's quite eerie, isn't it? Like when they go around, there's like just finding literally dead bodies everywhere their eyes out and tvs yeah yeah Yeah, i liked it and then the ending was cracking i mean that was very visceral um (sighs) the kill at the end was something that you know something out of irreversible it was fucking very messy um yeah i um i think i i did enjoy this one you don't really they they sort of i sort of got this one a lot more than maybe some of the others yeah they didn't really they don't really tie any of the others up where this one was clearly some sort of cult that infiltrated the police and double-crossed them, which they haven't done before, which was yeah. interesting. They don't normally tie it up, but... Um, it was tied up in a nice little bow, and I kind of like the yeah. way they did it. Nice little girl power at the yeah. end. Yeah. Not bad. I fucking, this one was great. This one was so much fun. Really, really enjoyed doing it. I'm really glad it came back, and it's crazy that it's obviously done by Bloody Disgusting... And obviously the guys from Radio Silence that brought us like uh, Radio or Not and Southbound as well, which was cool. Yeah. So that, that's really cool. I hope they do more shit together because it's fucking crazy. Absolutely haven't, crazy. Done, haven't, haven't done an anthology for quite a while. I'm so scared. But yeah, this was fun. I loved it. Really, really enjoyed it. What would you rate it? Oh, I'm going to have to go. Oh, considering I, I love the other ones. I mean, the original one is brilliant, but I'd probably go... It's hard, isn't it? Because it's like it's all different individual ones, but all around I'd probably go eight breaths out of ten. Yeah, strong eight. It's definitely but a strong eight. If I was gonna like rate them individually, I would definitely give like um, a nine to the subject. Yeah, <laughs> doubt. I, I would love to see that as like a, a crazy movie. Yeah, and, you know, I could see that happening. Completely happening. She, you know, she creeped off at the end, mate. You heard it first on yeah, the One Last Breath podcast. More of the subject. Quality stuff. Awesome. Good fun, that. Good fun. So that's a solid eight breaths out of ten. Nice. Draw One Last Breath podcast. What is next, Matthew? What is next, Paul? Well, we hope <laughs> that it's going to be a certain little movie that was supposed to be out, what, probably how long ago now? A year. A year. A year ago. A year ago was it supposed to be out? Which is Halloween Resurrection? No, it's Halloween Kills. Halloween Kills? You friggin' moron. <laughs> okay, okay. 
We've been waiting a good year for this. Halloween Kills. I know. Fingers crossed. There's a couple of others that are coming out that could that could sub in, for, but Halloween Kills is what we want to see. So we just need to find out if this is at the cinema. It should be out on the fifteenth. So fingers so. crossed. And that'll be wait long enough. That'll be next episode's movie. If not, it'll be the episode after. We'll see. Okay, now it's time for our movie from the vault. It's the night of the senior prom. The Bates High School gym is alive with excitement. Everybody is there. Right, I picked last uh, episode's movie from the vault. And this episode we are doing Carrie, the 1976 movie um, from Brian De Palma, written by Stephen King. Um, his first ever book. It is a movie star uh, about Carrie White, a shy, friendless teenage girl who's sheltered by a domineering religious mother um, who unleashes her telekinetic powers after being humiliate, humiliated by a classmate at a senior prom. At the, at the, at the core of this, this is, a, this is a high school movie with um, some batshit fucking religious and um, mystical powers. I'd like to see her go up against, like, Firestarter. So Drew Barrymore versus Sissy Spacek at some stage would be pretty cool, right? Oh, yeah, that'd be a showdown, wouldn't it? Um, I have not watched this movie for... For... 20 years, I've got, uh, I think, I've got the Arrow, uh, beautiful Arrow copy, um, which has uh, got loads of little extras, nice postcards, posters and stuff like that, great artwork, great little copy. Lovely, lovely one, I broke mine open for the first time, took the cellophane off, I felt bad. I did too, felt good. Um, but it stars Sissy Spacek as Carrie, Pippa Laurie as Margaret White. Amy Irvine John as Sue Schnell. John Travolta is in this movie. We've got plethora of actors in this one, haven't we? Nancy Allen as Chris Hargenson. Nancy Allen from Robocop. Fucking hell. This this is an oldie. 1976. An hour, you know. Do you remember the first time you watched this? I do. Go on, tell me about it. I watched this movie and I was like, what's the period? What's going on? Why well, is that happening? Well, she didn't know either, so you're you're on the uh, thing. That's line. what confused me, man. I was confused. First of all, I see all this bush, which I was confused about. That. And then I then I see the the whole blood in the shower scene, and I was like, what 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 happened? Did somebody hit her? What what what? what? I didn't understand. I was Do so you, young at the time. Did you have a plastic bag on your hand and was playing with your little, you know? I mean that that's that scene at the beginning. There's a lot of that scene does not hold back in terms of like seventies bush and, and and boobies everywhere. There's, There's a, a lot, lot of boobies. A lot of bush. And I and, and I must say as well that this is a this is a school. Okay. I know it's nineteen seventy six and the times are different, but could you imagine that film being made now? Right, we're gonna do, shoot it it's at school. We've got a shower scene, um, which, by the way, has to, Carrie's theme tune is so weird that like pipe music is is just so weird and almost like we're watching an erotic movie. Yes, at the start. It was with us with the and then the so I mean it's like watching Suspiria. Sometimes it's like very arty, 
and the way she's cleaning her body and you know nothing's really bothering her and until suddenly she drops soap and oh don't no drop the shirt, don't drop the soap but it, they've done it obviously they did it with Chloe Moretz didn't they yeah we're not going to talk about that we're talking about no. I, can, I can tell you this fucking it didn't have the shower scene at the fucking start <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah that's the only reason why you watched it wasn't it anyway picking on the ginger kid though how stereotypical. I wrote down, and I don't often say this word, but most cunty school ever. Like, but, literally, everyone's a bully. Well, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Because even the one that, you know, kind of, you know, she, you know, she is a bully at the start. She is laughing. Yeah, power her with tampons. <laughs> Not just one. <laughs> We've got tampons and sanitary towels just been emptied yeah. on her. But I, do, uh, I do love the teacher. She's so politically incorrect. God, slapping slapping people's right, left, right and centre, telling them how it is. What was that? Like, so reminiscent of, say, um, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2 with that sort of gym teacher. She is sort of like the female version of him or not as dark as him. Maybe. <laughs> I didn't see her go to those, like, CD well, we didn't see FM it. club. But she cares for Carrie. I mean, there has been some discussion that maybe too much. <clears throat> I don't know. Carrie is a victim of, of massive bullying. Like, yeah. And they tell us that story very quickly. Um, and we get to see the, telekine- the telekinesis quite early as well, which I didn't think I remembered. Um, no, I didn't remember that either. The old no. lights popping. Your lights popping, uh, ashtrays going and stuff like that. So you do get some nods to it um, at the beginning. So it's like... Yes, a... Cassie. Yes, Carrie. Yes, Cassie. Cassie. The teacher calls her Cassie. That's why she gets oh, angry. Right. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Again and again. <laughs> yeah. It's Carrie, dick. She punched her in the face and walked out. Um... But yeah, she's just a very meek girl who shouldn't really be bothered, I thought. But fucking hell, they just go to town on her. They write graffiti about her. She is fucking, like, bullied to the nth degree. She, I, like, like, I don't know why, but I couldn't help but get Greta Thunberg out of my head every time Sissy Spacek was on screen. It's like, oh, she reminds me of someone. She reminds me of someone. And I'm like, she, she reminds me of. Hey, she's going to save the world. Not yes. burn it down. Um, True, yeah. Couldn't be far more far from it. But then we realise why she's so, so like, downtrodden and meek. Because her mum is, is a, the biggest religious nut you've ever seen. Yeah, she's fucking bonkers and she's, like, you Locking know. her in fucking cupboards with Brian May statues. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that that statue. I was like, he reminds me. It's fucking Brian May. Fucking it's weird. like Brian May with loads, loads of knives in him. Freaky little dude. Yeah, they really did well with her. With her though, they really took that sort of like she does not look like the other girls. She looks very young. Mm. She looks very meek. Her mum's kept her very um, young until she has a you know her womanhood and she starts understanding these teleconnected powers. Um, and gets her own back eventually, blah 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 blah. But uh, you know this movie's synonymous, man, and you can see why. It's the it's the it's the blueprint for so many horror movies. 
but it's and it, maybe not just horror movies it's got that real high school edge as well it's that story isn't it of just like um you know taking uh, somebody who's not known into a bit of <laughs> having their moment but done it in a different way i mean but yeah her mum is a fucking bitch you hate her mum but she was kind was she kind of right in a way you know Carrie was is is got these weird this weirdness. <laughs> weirdness. Um, but one of the most interesting scenes. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're going to talk about. The dressing down by the gym teacher. Oh no, I've got a different one. All right, on, gonna... let's have the dressing down. Oh my god! I mean, I didn't know what was going on at first, but they're obviously all in there, the whole class for detention because they're all doing it. They're all lobbing tampons at her, and. and the Chris is a bitch, you know, um, played by Nancy Anna. And they needed it, though, didn't it? Because they needed to resent her more. Yes. Yes, they did. And they, you know, it wasn't her there. It wasn't, you know, Carrie's fault that she, <laughs> they threw tampons at her. But, you know, she 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 slapped Chris a couple of times. She really sort of, you know, you say bully on bullying, you know, that whole sort of bully makes a bully. Mm. You could kind of see that edge to it, but she's a she's a dick, and she's a, she's a bully. She's even a bully, a little bit of a bully to John Travolta at one stage. But That's she, what I want to talk about. It's fucking that that whole. I, I totally forgot about that whole casting bit where <sighs> like this, this is like a real toxic relationship. It's really like, is. He's like abusive to her by slapping her around the face. One minute she's like, she hates it, and then she likes it, and it's like, she's just manipulating him. And I think that's that whole scene was just to show that she's controlling him because she wants him to do everything. Um, it's just fucking weird. As I wonder, I want, I'd love to know what John Travolta thinks of it now when he looks back at it, or if he talks about it or anything, because it's so fucking weird. He's not got a massive part in it, but it's I mean, like... It wasn't huge I, really at this point. Is kind of integral to what happens and stuff. Mm, like that. Um, yeah, those that that weird that weird um, interaction between the two of them in the car was just like, okay, it kind of makes. And again, it's down to Stephen King's sort of storytelling that it's, it's setting that unease and it's that coming of age, but it's that coming of age in a different time that obviously we don't understand. I'm, not, I'm never going to go on a date and just start slapping someone around for. <laughs> calling me an idiot i'm gonna drop her off and say thanks love i'll see you later jesus that's what you say (laughs) oh my word um but yeah and then i thought now i forgot again it's been so long Mm. because i've got it i suppose in my head about this movie and what happens the invitation i thought was false i and i don't know if that's the impression of the movie or my um from what I knew that was going to happen at the end, mm. I didn't know if that was tainted. But I, when I watched it this time, I was like, I was, in, I was in my head. I was like, when the bloke, you know, asked her to go to the prom, Tommy, yeah, Tommy. I'm like, beautiful hair, beautiful hair. But I'm like, I thought that was all like part of the ploy mm. until the end. Until the yeah, because I completely forgot. That, that yeah, I, think, I, think, I, I thought the same actually because I did think that that was all part of the plan that were, that they were they were rigging it like they were going to rig that they were going to rig the fact that they win prom queen 
from king and queen. Um, and that, yeah, to get to the point. But yeah, I thought that for some reason. It's really it, strange. Genuinely, um, it, she was genuinely trying to make amends, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah. So her the friend, yeah, the one that kind of like felt sorry for her was like, yeah, goes to her, Tommy, her boyfriend, like take her to the prom, make her feel great, you know, will make her win the, the the thing. She just needs a little bit of reassurance and kind of niceness in her life which is the only genuine thing in the whole movie that Carrie gets um, from her but do you not think it's strange the only thing is that's strange is that she doesn't go to Carrie herself everything is done through like her kind of setting everything up so you know it, it keeps her away from Carrie because she just wants to make her not know that it's all uh, this this going to be it's real and stuff like that. But he smo- he gives her a bit of a snog. He has a bit of a snog, mm. and he's still dating his other lass. So what what's that all about? Yeah, because there's, there's, there's going to be a certain point where she's going to find out. Do you know what I mean? Either way, and the the, the fun, like she's all like real, real like happy, and I love that line. She's like. The teacher comes over, and obviously the teacher knows that it's happening. And then, like, it's just every little thing. It's like, oh, it makes you cringe because he's like, oh, don't, don't be chatting up my girl now. And it's just like, oh my god, you're set, you are kind of setting her up. To, to yeah, they are kind of, even though they're not, they're complicit yeah. in a way. Yeah. And their mum, what did say they're going to laugh at you, even though at this point she's got kind of that tele- telekinesis control over her mum and her mum sort of knows that she's got this sort of ability um, and she's dressing up she's trying on lipstick and it, that's a weird scene she's just gone to a place she's obviously just trying on loads of lipsticks the girls do that so they always try on the lipstick maybe, maybe. I love but, the line she uses well when she's really happy she's like oh it's it's nice it's, it's like being on Mars <laughs> which is yeah. the weirdest fucking line ever it's like being on Mars you've been there have you Men are from Venus, women are from Mars, right? Mm. That's the connection. But, yeah. Maybe she's an alien. (laughs) But it is, it's so floaty and spiritual and... The music as well. It's all happy music. It's all... It's really well done because it's really well shot. It's just everything is... You know, the music is horrible when she's being abused or bullied. And then, then it gets better and better for her and you, you're on the side of Carrie at the prom. 100%. Yeah. You are, that's what's clever. It just really, you just want, oh, you just like, you really do want the best for her, but you know, even if you haven't seen this movie, you just know something that's coming big. Yeah. And obviously they've killed the pig with a sledgehammer. Was fucking dark yeah. as fuck anyway, but yeah, I forgot about that bit as well. I forgot about that. That's quite dark as well. But obviously they've got, you know, all that whole that whole scene with the pig's blood, and the transition between her being so, um, I don't know, like innocent mm. to not is just an incredible moment in cinema history. Definitely, definitely. Really, it's, it's, it's a pivotal moment in it, especially in 1976, where this is like the build up, the build up, the build up, and then when that moment happens, it's just that's it. 
this is this is uh, game time. I've had enough. Yeah, and they've done this. Dif- they've done this scene differently and more um, in different ways and more gruesome and more vivid. And in this one, she sort of picks up a hose basically with her mind and sort of spraying everyone. And the Tommy takes a bucket to the head and is he dead? I guess so, but it didn't feel yeah, very that, far. That 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 hose thing is hilarious when I look at it. Sometimes I think it's a hose attacking someone. But it's the way the doors close as well, it like shuts people in the doors as well. Yeah. It's fucking hilarious. It's just like it's, and then but then it just goes nuts. There's fucking lights fucking popping everywhere. Teachers getting their fucking legs like literally amputated. Yeah. Balls. But again, it's not power breaks loose. It's not too much, but you get the idea that fuck something, and you get her, and you and you get the feeling. It's all done through her eyes. It's just incredible to watch. Then they're just slow walking home, and like she, I forgot about it. Then I thought she, the car, you know, where she flips the car with mm-hmm. them in it. They were gonna, but they, but it's quite dark. Going from like, I'm gonna pour pig's blood on you, which is fucked up, and laugh, to I'm gonna run the run you over. Yeah, but remember, they had witnessed what she'd done. Still. Through, through the window, because I forgot, because I forgot, I was trying to wrap my brains, I was thinking, I'm sure they don't get away with it, because they, they, they're the main people that do it. I'm sure they don't get away with it. No, they don't. And that, that, <laughs> yeah, that scene is so quick, though, isn't it? It's just like, it almost like they really had to tie up quick to get to the crescendo. It's like, right, okay, oh, we've got to, I don't know what, it, I don't know if you read the book, I don't know how it goes down, but that bit is quite, quick um yeah she flips him in the car and obviously it it explodes as well and then she just carries on but she what a fucking performance sissy spacek mate yeah um you couldn't put another person in this role she's just brilliant in it she's just she obviously just completely encompasses that character um really well yeah and then then she gets home obviously to which is again creepy because she's like has to wash all that fucking blood off. She just literally killed the whole school. Um, and, and she's washing all the blood out of her hair and of her body. It's just like everywhere. Whilst her creepy ass mum's behind the door. No! <laughs> Fuck! And then she comes out and she doesn't meet, you know, and she stabs her. And then it's like, okay, it's a little fight. And I, I thought it was quite interesting. She's, 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 nuts but she's going to try and kill um carrie okay that's maybe the right thing to do i suppose mm. um she, but then obviously carrie takes control starts lobbing utensils at her mother she gets cocky with the last one don't know if you noticed like the others just fly through the air i put death by spatula yes there was a spatula <laughs> there but the last one that she does it the rest of them just fly straight and the yeah. last one spit, does a little spinny move before it goes in. So she got cocky in the last one. I did but, notice the reference as well, obviously, to the, the way she is. is the same pose as the statue, isn't it? The old Brian May statue under the stairs. Yeah, there's a couple of, like, nods to religious. There's a very, obviously, like, some symbolism of religious thing, like Last Supper and stuff like that they, 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 they put in, um, which I don't really want to touch upon too much, but obviously that's being touched on to death. Oh, is it? The symbolism and all the religious connotations, oh, and that okay. sort of stuff. Um, but what I do want to ask, yes, is she getting dragged down to hell? 
this is what I this is what I had envisioned in my head is that this act has happened. Obviously her mum's dead, she's killed her. Then she's died, she's dying as well. Um and I would say God has decided to get rid of them both by himself. So he's just dragged them under under the earth. That's what I that's what I took from it. I was is it God or is it something else or is it hell? Has or she caused it. Yeah. Or is she doing it? It's a weird it's a weird one. It's like or a, is it just a sinkhole? <laughs> it's very poltergeist moment, sort of almost Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was it was interesting. Um and I kind of and then obviously there's some reminiscent which moments which Wes Craven's clearly stolen from for Nightmare on Elm Street with Oh uh, yeah, I love that bit though. That being, the little dream sequence and stuff like that, which is very yeah, cool. It's, it's very clever, that bit. It's just like, it, even when you try, you know what is coming, but you still kind of a little bit, oh, yeah. the jump at the end. Interesting. Interesting movie. Um, it's, a it's a classic. It is, it is a classic for a reason. A dance of the cinematography, the music, the compositions, all that. The the way it's performed, it's and it's... So much it is, Yeah, and it is a blueprint. For what for a lot of movies today, not for high school movies, kind of age, all that sort of stuff. It's got everything wrapped into a nice little bow. Nice. Yes, yeah, the first movie as well to come from a Stephen King book, yeah. and you know, it's it's um it's a biggie. It's an important it's an important movie. Is is what really ejected him into the limelight. Loads, um, what brought a lot lot more, which is really important. Have you got some maths facts for us? Oh, I've got some maths facts on this. I hope you're ready because I've got lots and I've only gone down for to a few. So I've got it down to a few. Um, I have a hell of a lot of facts, as you can imagine. And I'm not going to say the obvious ones because we all know about certain things that everybody's always said. Again, every horror quiz, every horror quiz ever about the pig's blood. Couldn't give a shit about that. Here's my facts, anyway. So, <laughs> when Sissy Spacek was preparing for her character, she isolated herself from the rest of the the uh, cast in her dressing room uh, with heavy religious iconography and studied um, illustrated Bibles uh, and studied the body language of people being stoned for their sins, starting or ending in every scene in one of those positions, which was quite, I thought was quite interesting. Bloody hell. Did you notice what the school was called by any chance? No. Bates High School. Oh, shit the bed. Okay. And there's, <laughs> shit a, the bed. and there's a couple of strings moments in the movie as well, which they used That's from right. Psycho. Yes. Okay, cool. Well done. That's good. Um, apparently Stephen King got $2,500 for the rights to this movie, but he's been well uh, noted down that he has absolutely no regrets on it because of, of what this film did for him uh, going forward, which was really interesting. He's not short of a bit of cash. Not now, no. Um, the prom scene took two weeks to shoot with 35 takes. So I bet that took fucking ages. Sissy Spacek was um, 25 when she shot this, but she was supposed to be playing a 17-year-old. I imagine they're all above the legal age, aren't they? <laughs> I would hope so. Um, 
Spielberg connection. This one's an interesting one. I wanted you to hear this one. So in 2010, an interview with the AV Club, PJ Souls, you know PJ Souls, she's with Halloween, you know her, she was the one with the red hat. Yeah. Even wore the fucking red hat to the prom. Fucking which was hilarious. Bitch. Yeah. Um, but PJ Souls said that Steven Spielberg often came to the set at Brian De Palma's invitation because De Palma told him that there were a lot of cute girls down here. So Souls said that Spielberg asked most of the women out on set, Souls included. And Amy Irvine was the only one who accepted. Irving and Spielberg were married from 1985 to 89 and have one son together. Bloody hell. Yeah. That is really cool. Interesting. Very cool. Um, the movie grossed over $33 million from a $1.8 million shoot, which is um, it's a good bit of capital. This is interesting. Tommy is the only one that dies, but isn't killed by Carrie. Yeah, that's very true. He gets the killed bucket. by the bucket. Bucket falls on I his head. Find, I still find very weird, because I don't think it was that high, but never mind. Yeah, must have been a heavy old bucket. Um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about the book ending, because this is interesting, because uh, apparently a lot of people say the film ending is a lot better than the book ending. But, um, I don't know. So in the 1976 film version of Carrie... And most versions of Carrie, Carrie dies in her home after a brutal confrontation with her mother. In the book, she stalks Billy and Chris, who attempt to run her down in the road. She blows up the car and then collapses in the field by the road. Sue finds her, you know, the one that sets everything up. Sue finds her and then confronts her, letting her know that she was not in on the prank uh, to embarrass her, after which Carrie dies in the field by the road. Which kind of ties it up, I suppose, a bit more in the book, yeah. uh, which was interesting. And the body count in this movie is a big old 22. They include all the be more. Yeah, means some of the students got out then. Okay. I don't know, but apparently it's 22 on-screen kills. 22 on-screen. All right, sweet. And it's weird, though, because <laughs> some of them got killed by a hose, so... <laughs> Drowned by a hose. Nice. I love that. Enjoyed that. What you... um gonna pin this with i don't know i'm gonna let you go first on this one mate because i'm i don't know i'm in two minds because it is a stone cold classic and and it's classic for a reason it's a nine for me it's not a ten it's not because it's not my favorite no i was teetering on the edge of an eight but i think it's definitely it's got to be a nine because it's for what it's done and and the performance in the whole stephen king you know we love a bit of stephen king um, I mean, it's good. It's a good movie. It's a staple watch. I would, I would watch this again. Absolutely, I, I want to watch the extras. Yeah, definitely. Without a doubt, my friend. So, I guess we gotta give Carrie a draw and last breath nine out of ten, and then I need to ask you a question. What are you bringing from the vault for next time? So. I think that it's time that we move the franchise on and watch Halloween 2. <laughs> so we've already done Halloween 3, so we're just filling in the gaps, are we? <laughs> we've got you. It's, well, it's, Halloween. On it's on Netflix, and that means we could be end up doing Halloween 2 and Halloween Kills. Could be. Could be a, 
could be a, a Halloween based episode for the next day. <laughs> All right. That's awesome. I'm looking forward to that because I can't remember watching it. So, but we're going to have a bumper, massive, really good something to scream about because it's a Halloween special. Ooh, spooky. All right. Happy spookies. Okay. That was cool. Enjoyed that. It was a good episode. Um, not bad. Hour and a half. Like that. Episode 88 done. Moving on to 89. Like we said, we got for our main review, hopefully we... 19, 1989. Sorry. We've got um, Halloween Kills. Finally. Matt's bringing something special for us to scream about. And then Matt has just pulled from the vault and we're going to carry on our little franchise boosters and sequels and watch Halloween 2. Lovely jubbly. I guess there's only one more thing to say. And there's no more room in hell. Here's another podcast. I am the devil. And I am here to do the devil's work. You can follow us on Twitter at Draw One Last, Instagram at Draw One Last Breath, or pop us an email at Draw One Last Breath Pod at Hotmail.com. <laughs>